it's necessary to consider the dark in order to make good design under the umbrella of sustainability. How do you do it right? What's nighttime lighting look like when it's done right? How do we handle this in a practical sense in the world? On our BUN project in, in Shanghai, oh yes, that's floodlighting. It's close in, near field, well controlled, but it's still floodlighting. But of course, my argument is, well, it could have been this, which is right across the, the Huangpu River, the Pudong, which is lit, as you probably know, with dynamic color-changing lighting every night. So in considering the dark, Let's go back to basics. Why do we want to do that and what's there anyway? Now we know the, the dark is there. Here, for example, is the 2003 Toronto blackout, a picture taken from the same spot before the lights went out and after the lights went out, revealing the Milky Way. It's there for the taking if we would just be considerate in our design process. Welcome to the Virtual Lighting Design Community Podcast, where we bring you nuggets of wisdom from the leading minds in the industry. In today's episode, we have the privilege of sharing an excerpt from a captivating presentation by Charles Stone, a luminary in the field of architectural lighting design, for sure. Charles Stone's illustrious career and innovative thinking have made him a true thought leader. In this bite-sized clip titled, Consider the Dark, he offers a sneak peek into his insights and approaches to lighting design for the night sky and shares snippets of his remarkable projects. To watch the visual presentation of this shorter clip, be sure to visit our YouTube channel. And for an even more in-depth experience, visit our community platform at www.vld.community, exclusively available for our pro members. However, there is loads of free content as well. There you can access the complete presentation and engage with fellow lighting design enthusiasts. Lastly, a big thank you to our premium supporters, Aero Light, Creative Lighting Asia, Airco, and the Signify Lighting Academy. We are very grateful for their generous contributions, which allow us to bring you these invaluable insights. So let's dive into this bite-sized clip of Charles Stone's remarkable presentation. It's necessary to consider the dark in order to make good design under the umbrella of sustainability. You've got to use only what you need where you need it. And to do that well and with sensitivity and with passion, I think we should look at this, look at this spectrum of influences and inspiration. Having, having considered some of these metrics, we are also aware of the deleterious impacts that light at night can have on wildlife, humans, and plants, as, as I've mentioned before. Uh, navigation issues for animals, uh, interfering with natural behaviors of, of all kinds of animals and humans too. Well, what? how do you do it right? How, what's nighttime lighting look like when it's done right? Well, Nancy Clanton, um, I love this slide from Nancy, showing the pathways lit. There's, there's no light wasted into the environment here that's not going to be used by humans walking around. On a more urban scale, our, our National um, Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington uh, is a good example where we've, I think, been quite uh, appropriately reverent and respectful to context. That building is not floodlit. It's a lantern from inside, and the lighting on the pathways uh, uh, in on the site is well controlled. 
Sometimes uh, we're asked to work on a project where it's very important for a reason you don't at first understand. So th this uh, project meets the requirements of no spill light into the uh, sky, which we proved with calculations. And the reason is the observatory next door. Now, it seems a bit of an odd place to put an observatory, perhaps. Uh, and the campus pole standard there is that cigarette pole, which I don't think conforms very well. But it starts to bring a practical, what, how do we handle this in a practical sense in the world, uh, real world? On our bun project in, in Shanghai, oh yes, that's floodlighting. It's close in, near field, well controlled, but it's still floodlighting. But of course, my argument is, well, it could have been this, which is right across the, the Huangpu River, the Pudong, which is lit, as you probably know, with dynamic color-changing lighting every night. So I think we did a step in the right direction for a number of reasons, but uh, a much more uh, reserved approach for exterior lighting. This is one of many light mitigation uh, details which were submitted for approval to show that the light was, as in my third or fourth slide, all pointing downward. The guidance of warm light pointed downward is uh, can be seen here. And in fact, although you see the trees are lit, a lot of the tree lighting is actually below horizontal from poles. And where there is uplighting, it's fully contained by the structure. And more often in the pathways, you see light which is well controlled. And that's an excellent uh, example there of the lighting for the trees. There is some uplighting, but uh, in the main, the poles do the work. And then, of course, you have the handrails lighting the pathways. It's a very beautiful park. And when seen from your drone, uh, it's quite enticing. And I highly recommend that you visit and walk it all the way to that high corner uh, on the left there. The uh, Let's see, that's the southwest corner. And I believe it's 67 feet over the water, which may not seem like much, but it's enough to really give you incredible views back at the city and all along the New Jersey uh, coastline. So in considering the dark, let's go back to basics. Why do we want to do that and what's there anyway? Well, the Milky Way, thanks to Sam Kerbel for his couple of wonderful photographs here. Now, we know the, the dark is there uh, because uh, here, for example, is the 2003 Toronto blackout, a picture taken from the same spot before the lights went out and after the lights went out, revealing the Milky Way. So it's there for the taking if we would just be considerate in our design process. This is a very famous uh, picture from Harry Callahan, Eleanor and Barbara. It's just one light source, and it's provocative because what are they thinking? Are they lost? Are they, are they lonely? Or are they just taking a walk? What's going on? And I, I think the single powerful light source uh, reminds us Sometimes less is much more. We hope you enjoyed this captivating snippet from Charles Stone's thought-provoking presentation on lighting design for the night sky. Charles's approaches and insights have given us a glimpse into the transformative power of light in considering the dark. To watch the visual version of this clip of the presentation, be sure to visit our YouTube channel and subscribe for more insightful content. 
And for pro members of the virtual lighting design community, remember that you have access to the entire presentation on our community platform at www.vld.community. Take advantage of this opportunity to explore the community and connect with fellow lighting design enthusiasts. Thank you for joining us on this enlightening journey. Stay tuned for more bite-sized clips featuring industry thought leaders and engaging discussions. We will catch you next time.